Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh. Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Don't say we didn't warn you. What have we been telling you for the past six years? <laughs> you know, we genuinely, when we said on the show show not so long ago, <clears throat> hey, maybe after Will Smith wins the Oscar, that's our perfect opportunity to pivot this long running bit. Just, just like flip it on its head. Always trust Will Smith and just turn every little Will Smith bulletin into a positive in perpetuity. I might have done that and we can't, we can't do it now. <laughs> Uh, it's Colin, by the way. Slaney's not with me. We haven't done a show show in a couple of weeks because he's got a lot of things going on. We are going to do one later uh, in the week, but be it's Monday right now. It's Monday morning. I mean, I had to I had to address this as quickly as possible, and we'll we'll talk uh, more at length about it uh, forever and all of time. Uh, but <laughs> not that I have any like scorching hot takes, but I did watch this moment because the Oscars are like my Super Bowl and and for two hours i'm thinking you know this is this this is a startlingly bad telecast something about the cameras and like schumer's good but wanda sykes is like genuinely terrible the thing at they're bragging about this this uh, oscars museum for the last six years and she finally goes and walks through a museum and it was it's really stupid um and also it was a pretty chalk ceremony there there were really no upsets like other than that Power of the Dog was supposed to be the ultimate victor and really only one best director for Jane Campion. Um, that even wasn't a great surprise because the odds were kind of moving more in the favor of Coda, which I saw two nights ago, by the way, and it was astonishing. I absolutely, it's like so up my alley. I loved it. Um, so all in all, just like a really boring show. And I'm, I'm, I find myself thinking, you know, maybe, maybe I'm actually waning in my interest here. Um, they kind of redesigned the Dolby, and so it was a little bit like a hybrid of last year's train station Oscars, where it's very loungy, and people are like sitting all over the place in big armchairs as opposed to theater seats, and that is like the most famous people are, including, of course, Will Smith, and that puts them like in direct access to the stage, and you really have to consider uh, all the people who got on stage and had to be like really close to Will Smith <laughs> after this happened in the 45 minutes that remained in the broadcast when people got up to accept Oscars for doing the best work of their careers and were just trying to have their moment. And this guy who has kind of overshadowed the attention of the room and certainly your moment is, by the way, like within an arm's reach, so to speak. Um, that's what I would say is, is, is most classless about the whole thing. So let's let's go back to the beginning. I what I didn't get right away is 
the nuance of Chris Rock's joke. He makes this joke about uh, Jada Pinkett and 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 G.I. Jane. She has a shaved head. She's often had a shaved head. What I didn't realize is that she has alopecia, and that's some context that's essential for this joke. Um, Chris Rock was joking that because Javier Bardem and Penelope Cruz are both nominated, one of them can't win and not the other one because that's going to be like an awkward car ride home. Ha ha ha. But the point is both Javier and Penelope were in good movies this year. Uh, meanwhile, Will Smith was in a good movie this year and Penelope Cruz, blah, 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 G.I. Jane. Now, I've never seen G.I. Jane. Uh, having not seen it, I just assumed that sh that meant she was in G.I. Jane 1. And when Chris Rock said, can't wait to see G.I. Jane 2, I just assumed that meant your movies aren't as good, haha, but you're a good sport. Uh, in fact, she wasn't in that movie and it had nothing to do with that. And, and that does make the joke a cheap shot, I would say. Although she apparently is very open about her alopecia on the red table. And, and, uh, and that's kind of what Chris Rock does. You're going to sit in the front row at the Oscars. You kind of just have to take some stuff because ultimately we're here to celebrate you. And then, you know, Will Smith climbs up on stage and he, he kind of sucker punches Chris. And Chris is obviously shaken. And of course, your instinct is, well, this must be like a, a corny bit. But then they do a long, long audio cut. And Will Smith is seen like screeching at Chris Rock from the front row. And in no time... Uh, international uh, streams of the of the footage have leaked and you can hear it all and he says you know get my wife's name out your effing mouth a couple of times and Chris Rock is visibly shaken and of course some people on the internet want to tell you that this was all staged people love to, to pretend that they're smarter uh, as if they can see some kind of man behind the curtain some kind of like seams that are in fact not there no, it's not. It's not staged. This is just a demonstration of uh, of egomania overflowing. The human body is not built to contain this much narcissism, and so it snaps. And it's no doubt, especially striking, even with somebody who is as famous as Will Smith. And truly, no one is as famous as Will Smith. Like he is in the top five biggest movie stars of all time. Maybe <laughs> like it's uh, and so. He's not relatable, but he's also not exactly Tom Cruise. Like, it, yes, there's some some stuff that we joke about uh, relating to his marriage seeming kind of atypical. Uh, and then, like, most of the wisecracks we have on this podcast about Will Smith are completely fabricated, and they're just all based on this focaccia premise that we kind of didn't even mean until now. Um, but he's he's so, so famous, and in spite of that, we don't really think of him as a loose cannon. He just seems like such a nice guy, like a happy guy all the time. And for him to to lose it like this and to make everyone uncomfortable the way like Kanye West makes people uncomfortable uh, was really, really disorienting. And so you have to feel bad for like Questlove, who 45 seconds later uh, won an Oscar and had a lot of emotion relating to his parents, it seemed, and it was kind of unclear what was going on, but like probably a portion of his uh, wordlessness in the moment had to do with the room just being really heavy then. And then a half an hour goes by and Will Smith is invited back up on stage. And the thing is, I'm not surprised he won the Oscar because voting closed and like nobody, nobody really expected anyone but Will Smith to win. This was one of the few locks of the night. So he was going to get that trophy and I guess I wasn't surprised that he got on stage to accept it either. Uh, 
because he's Will Smith and like they really care about the ratings, I'm a little surprised that he got to go sit back in the front row for the next 40 minutes. Because, you know, he did commit an assault on live television while somebody else was the director of a production. And I know he's Will Smith and I know movie stars get special treatment, um, but you would think that, I mean, surely there's security there. You would think that somebody would have come by and said, you know, Mr. Smith, I understand uh, this is a tough moment for you right now, but we're going to ask that you come sit in the green room. Uh, and if you have to go back on stage in a half an hour, uh, we can we can take you back to the stage. But like uh, what I said before, like it's, it is uncomfortable, un uncomfortable for like Jessica Chastain. And why should she have to endure that? Because like a lot of people's moment has already been kind of dashed and and now he's just going to sit there and grin like nothing happened. And by the way, that's what he did. He was like, it's all good. I'm the hero in this room. I'm laughing. And that that takes you back to some of the insanity of the speech itself, which in the moment was treated like it was this very righteous, necessary message about family. And he, I have to admit, it's kind of it's kind of clever the way he, he likened his own passion to that of Richard Williams as somebody who uh, is here to protect his family. Um, but all the stuff about how God put me here to be a vessel for love after he's committed an assault feels preposterous. Plus, and I've seen a couple other people say this, when he starts to frame his actions, and he is like pretty directly referencing what happened a half an hour ago in his Oscar speech, so I don't know what he planned to say, but it wasn't exactly this, I don't think. Uh, while he's talking about this fit of passion, if you want to call it that, he says, love makes you do crazy things. And he's, I mean, that is, that is domestic abuse talk. When you, when you start to say that, like, I, I am violent because I love so much, that's insane, dude. So anyway, Slaney and I are going to have a lot to talk about for a long, long time, but, uh, this is a weird one. And it was, wasn't that long ago, grand scheme that we thought we saw, the most insane thing in the history of award shows, the uh, La La Land Moonland in, uh, Moonlight incident, that, that was just buried by this. This, uh, <laughs> this is a, like a 30-year movie star who was getting the Oscar that he really had to receive to uh, coronate him as the Hollywood elite that he is and also the talented performer that he is. And no one is going to remember anything except for this completely violent, horrible act and he's going to be a punching bag. It's like, he just, he ruined his own night. He ruined a lot of people's nights. And maybe, maybe it's a byproduct of, of the Smiths having come to enjoy capitalizing on their personal drama. And, and by the way, like, I'm not excusing uh, Chris Rock for having made what I guess was a pretty lousy joke, but also that's what Chris Rock does. There is some reason to believe that the Smiths and Chris Rock already are at odds because Chris Rock made a monologue joke when he hosted the Oscars a few years ago uh, and Will and Jada boycotted. I think it was the Oscars So White year and he made a Jada joke at the time. So maybe they've been like sitting on some resentment for Chris Rock for a while, but I don't know. It's just like, you got to take the high road. Anyway, I, I, I don't, it's only been like 12 hours. So <laughs> not even, oh my God, it's only been like seven hours. Oh, wow. Okay. I will uh, wish you a very good week. Slaney and I will be back in a few more days. Uh, by then, you'll be exhausted uh, from hearing about Will Smith so much, but uh, we'll have to talk about it. Because, uh, By the way, we've earned the right to talk about it, right? We've been investing in this moment for six years. <laughs> so more's on the way. Hey, never trust Will Smith. <laughs>